peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Chief of sinners though I be, Jesus shed his blood for me. Die that I might live on a high, live that I might never die. As the branch is to the vine, I am his and he is mine. Those words are also yours, aren't they? Not because you came to this amazing truth by your own thinking, but that the Lord has indeed given you a whole different mindset. Through the word, it reminds us, as you heard the prophet Ezekiel say, that the soul who sins is the one who will die. Our natural mind is not that way, is it? Only the real bad sinners will have a problem with God. I'm not one of those. But is that true? Is it true that you're not one of those? Because the soul who sins just one time shall die. But that's why we're here. That through word and sacrament, the Holy Spirit does an amazing thing. Gives us a whole different mindset. That instead of being fearful of God because of his wrath, we hold him in holy awe because of his grace. As you started a sermon series based on Paul's letter to the Philippians, the gospel mindset, life's a win-win. Today we've, we focus on a whole different mindset, one that's, first of all, like-minded. I really enjoy the book of Philippians. I think of it as flipping with joy. And that's what the Apostle Paul does to those hearing his message. But that's each and every one of us, isn't it? The Apostle Paul writes in the very first chapter, every time I pray for all of you, I always pray for joy because of your fellowship with the gospel from the first day until now. I am convinced of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's the amazing thing. You don't know me, I don't know you, but I know one thing. And that is, the gospel has this wonderful ability to change your mind and mine. Sometimes we refer to this repentance. What is repentance? Well, it's a change. A change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of action. And so the Apostle Paul says, just conduct yourselves in a way that is worthy of the gospel of Christ Jesus. How is that? How should we live our lives? How should we conduct our lives as his dearly loved children? Because that's what we are. Oh yes, we have sinned in countless ways. But the blood of Jesus purifies us from our sins. 
And that's why it says, how great the Father's love has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. And that's why we're convinced that whether we live, we live to the Lord, and whether we die, we die to the Lord. Because either way, we are the Lord's. And so in the second chapter of Philippians, it starts a little odd. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, if you have, those words have led many a Christian to kind of doubt their faith. Talking to me? Well, I thought I had it, but maybe I don't. But remember what Paul has already said to the Philippians. He knows that you're partners of the gospel. That the Lord has always already changed your mindset. You might say, since we have encouragement, since we have com comfort and common sharing, and tenderness and compassion. That's not who we are by nature, is it? But again, that's what the Holy Spirit has worked in us. If we look a little closer, we'll see God revealing himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. United with Christ. Oh, we are by faith. Our Heavenly Father has lavished his love on us. And we have this, this fellowship, this common sharing by the Holy Spirit. Where he has brought us into the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul in Corinthians says, if one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. If one part rejoices, the whole body rejoices. And Trinity Lutheran Church is rejoicing with two young families who had a baby. Exciting baptisms and the like but we rejoice in other ways because we have this common sharing and the Lord has changed our hearts as he has given us a whole different mindset that we can be tender and compassion being tender and compassion isn't that pretty hard to do in our day and age as you listen to the news and mass media, I'm from Michigan. While here, I had to hear about a plot against our governor. Now, whether I like what she has done or not, she still is a public official, elected. But this world has been turned upside down. And just think how dark in the sin-filled world we live in, that you and I get to be lights for tenderness and compassion. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, let, then let, or excuse me, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Like-minded. That's focusing on the same thing, isn't it? And what do we focus on? Jesus Christ and him crucified. But more than just crucified, rose from the dead and is preparing a place for you and for me. Be like-minded. And that's the awesome thing 
traveling to this congregation. Never met you before. But I know that Jesus died for you. And I know that you confess your faith in him. What a joy that is. And that we have the same love. Not, not just a friendship love, but the real love that God has for us. That we're able to love because he first loved us. With an unconditional love. A love that goes not only to our family and spouse and our children, but to our neighbors and even our enemies. Because we have a whole different mindset. And that's why we're one in spirit and one in mind. And after the Apostle Paul talks about this wonderful news, he then reminds us because our old mindset still is with us. And he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. I wish that could be said of me. Selfish ambitions? Oh, I have them. Vain conceit? Oh, ask my wife if we're competitive. That after a win at a card game or whatever, we say, yes. And yet the Lord has kept me humble because I'm a Detroit Lion fan. That's mostly just vain. No conceit there. But it's interesting how the Apostle Paul dresses us as saints of God. He knows that we love the Lord, but we still wrestle time in and time out with selfish ambitions. Because we live in a world that says, you deserve it. Look after yourself. But God has given us a whole different mindset because he says, I'm looking out for you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will make things work out for you whether you understand it or not. The fact that he calls us his children. Do your children understand everything you do? And even if you took the time to explain it, they still don't get it. God doesn't expect us to get it. But to acknowledge that he is Lord, he is Savior, he is the Almighty God, he is our Heavenly Father. And so he says, rather in humility, value others above yourself. In our Bible information class, we talk about joy. And that's different from happiness. Because there are things in life that don't make me happy. My tears flow. My nerves fire. But I still have the joy that I'm his child. And without that whole different mindset that the Holy Spirit has worked in me, death would be a problem. But as a child of God, I know that's simply saying, I'll see you later in heaven. value others. And so we also take the word joy and think of Jesus first, others second, and then yourself. 
It is an amazing thing to be able to serve others. And that's why Jesus taught us as he washed his feet of his disciples. We remember, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And as his followers, there is great joy in serving others. Oh, I know selfish ambition and vain conceit says, who's going to serve me? But even then, the whole different mindset that the Holy Spirit has worked in us, God is still serving us. And so our whole different mindset is to be like-minded. And so it says, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to look at the interests of others. It's not to be a busybody. It's not to put your nose in someone else's business. But it's to show love. And what is love? Doing what's best for that person. To be able to share with them someone who's unlike anyone they've ever met. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this whole different mindset is to be like Christ. And so the Apostle Paul continues, In your relationship with one another, have the mindset of Christ Jesus. For those who've been through confirmation class or a uh, Bible information class, we learn about Jesus Christ, that he's true God, true man. We learn that he humbled himself, became obedient to death, even death of the cross, and how he's been ex exalted about everything. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and declare him as Lord. But let, let's chew on the fact that you are to have the same mindset of Christ. But you're not Christ. Except for the fact that the Bible says that Christ lives in you. In 1 Corinthians, in the first chapter, or excuse me, it's uh, second chapter. It says, who has known the mind of the Lord? And then makes this interesting statement. But we have the mind of Christ. It may not be perfect by any means. But the moment we become a believer in Jesus Christ, we give off light. Our mind is transformed. And we hear that throughout Scripture. For example, Paul in Romans says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Isn't it interesting from the Old Testament to the New Testament we're to fix these words on our hearts, but also on our minds. That our thoughts shouldn't be left here on earth, but to think about bigger things, heavenly things. The truth that God loves me, and this I know, something as simple as for the Bible tells me so. We live in a challenging world. 
And that's why we do need to set our minds on things above. But particularly on our Lord and Savior. It won't be that long before we celebrate his birth again. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. And he is my Lord and my Savior, isn't he? Why he would take the form of a servant? Because that's why he came. To serve you and me, to bring us salvation through his life, death, and resurrection. Became obedient to death. That'd be one thing. Well, but when the Apostle Paul reminds us even death on a cross, one of the most hideous ways of dying, to be hoisted in front of all people, quite often naked, and to hang there and be taunted and jeered and finally die from from suffocation. But that wasn't the worst of it. The physical suffering was hideous, to be sure. But the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. And it's by his wounds we are healed. And so, having this whole different mindset to be like Christ. To realize that we too will be exalted as the Lord raises us from the dead. Or if he should come before we die, that we will have a glorious new body. As her body and soul are reunited without any sin. You know, that's not the mindset that we normally think of. So how do we walk the road of life? Apostle Paul simply says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Because we have a whole different mindset. Instead of being sucked down that drain of despair and sorrow and hate. God places us where he has to touch hearts and lives. And as we live our lives, people see that our mindset is a little different. Maybe a whole lot different. And what a glorious opportunity to point them to Christ. You know, we don't have to be like Ponce de Leon looking for the fountain of youth. Because we have an eternal fountain. Found in the gospel that gives us a whole different mindset. And that's why I want to leave you with these words from Peter. Because Paul, like Peter, they were changed. Even though Peter was the one that didn't want Jesus to go to Jerusalem to suffer and die. And it's amazing that just after he told Jesus with the question that Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, on that confession, I'm building my church. But then when he said, I'm going to go up to Jerusalem and suffer and die, Peter said, that should never happen to you. 
And what does Jesus say to him? Get behind me, Satan. For you do not have the things in mind of God, but of man. And sometimes we need to be rebuked and reprimanded ourselves. As we get our old sinful nature mind thinking that we know best. But like Paul, Peter had a, a change of heart, change of mind too. And a whole different mindset. And so in 1 Peter chapter 3, he says, finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Yes, I am confident too that our Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who has began the good work in me as well as in you, will bring it out to completion as he continues to give us a whole different mindset, a mindset that is like-minded and like Christ. Amen.